What is up, everybody? Welcome to the EFAS Baseball Cards Podcast. Yes, that's right. It's not tool time, but we got TJ here. TJ, what's up, man? What's going on, Bobby Baseball, Robert F. Baseball, Robert F.N. Baseball, Bobby Bowman. Uh, I think I forgot a couple, but we're stacking them up, bro. We're stacking them up. Well, when my when I told my dad about the Tool Time podcast, he called me the Podfather. So there's that one as well now. So how could I forget? We'll, we'll just come up with a new one like every couple weeks. But yeah, Bobby Baseball, Robert Robert F. Baseball. I've I've got lots of quotes, lots of things going around. But yeah, dude, congrats on Tool Time. That episode was it was fucking awesome. I'm just gonna throw the f bomb right out there so I can get the e stamp out of the way. This is an explicit episode. Well, in case nobody listened, if if you go back and listen to the premiere episode of Tool Time, which we dropped on Tuesday, 4th of July, uh, the first line is uh, Bobby saying, what the fuck was that? So, I mean, we got it out of the way early. Uh, We know who our audience is and, and, and we're speaking directly to you. But anyway, but thanks, man. Yeah, Philly, big shout out to Philly. Uh, for, you know, putting a lot of that research and a lot of that together and really just kind of driving that bus. I mean, I know you listen, man, that guy is, he is on his stuff, bro. He knows his prospects. He watches uh, these kids develop. And uh, it's really just a pleasure to sit down with him and kind of, you know, marry the prospect and the baseball card aspect of both of those together and and talk about it. But uh, yeah, I heard you enjoyed the episode a little bit. Yeah. Like you said before we started recording, it's like you introduced me to heroin. <laughs> oh, so, so Bobby's texting me. He listens to. He's listening for. He goes, "Yeah, this started out really good." And then he texts me. He goes, "I'm halfway through it, and uh, I want to buy some Bowman." <laughs> Dude, it's fun. So I don't know. Maybe it was like self defense mechanism why I didn't get into Bowman before, and I, I still won't be like chasing stuff in packs. Like at least not for now. I think I'll be more of a singles guy because I think there's really like. Usually in the products, we talked about this a little bit throughout the week. There's like one or two guys that you mm-hmm. really want. Everything else kind of a crapshoot. Um, so the way I'm going to play it is I, I'm a numbers person. So I even look at top top 100 prospect lists or anything like that. I just I went to I went to fan graphs and I started running some filters. Um, a few big things I'm looking at. Um, I'm looking at Woba. So um weighted on base average i'm looking at strikeout rates and i'm looking at walk rates those are those are the first three three things and primarily like strikeouts and walks right like the woba is just that's a good way to filter it down and see like who who's the most impactful right now but i don't want to see a strikeout rate of like 30 percent. i don't want to see a walk rate um really like if you're getting down below like eight percent that's that's like too low for me because i then i worry about that guy when he if you're striking out and you're not drawing walks it in the minor leagues you're really gonna have a hard time with the big 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 league pitching that's just my opinion and then i'm also looking at age so like who is the the 19 year old lighting it up in uh high a or even double a who's the 18 year old just crushing it at high a that's just 
you know, they're playing mostly against guys three, four years older than them, and they're still the standouts. So that's what I was looking for. And like I said, I'm a numbers person. So I identified some guys. Then I went and like looked at the scouting reports and and saw who I wanted. So I didn't let you or Philly drive me, but I came to some of the same conclusions as you guys. So it was a lot of fun. And I'm an accountant, so I fucking like numbers. So it was yeah. fun. It's, it's a really good approach. It it's a really good approach because, you know, on the other side of that, when you're, you're riding kind of the hype train, you know, uh, your your numbers didn't lead you anywhere near Drew Jones. I'm imagining you didn't, you know, he didn't pop. So, I mean, it's good because you're doing a few things there. You're looking at on-field performance. You're totally eliminating the hype, right? So, yeah. I mean, you're looking at some concrete things that are going to produce some, some tangible results. Um, and, you know, and you're looking at some stats that I think, you know, those are the same things I'm looking at, man. I'm looking at K rates. I'm looking at walk rates. I'm looking at age. Um, it's a really good way to approach it because, you know, when these guys come out, you've got that initial hype, that release week hype, right? And then you've got, you know, all of that the uh, price driving that's going on behind that. Then there's generally a dip. Um, and then they'll get hyped to get around call up. Well, you've just eliminated all of the hype and you're just mm-hmm. going straight to the facts. So that's a really good approach. And, uh, yeah, man, have fun with it. It's, I, I think if you make, like we always talk about educated, smart, informed decisions, you can do some, you can do some fun stuff with Bowman and, uh, maybe even make a little money here and there if that's what you're looking to do. So good stuff, man. I'm glad you enjoy it. Junior Caminero. Oh, he's, he's my guy. I like Junior. I, I hope he goes off in the Futures game. Because if he goes off in the Futures game, like if he hits a homer or hits like two doubles or something, or just really shows the flair that I think he has from um, – I, I watched a few highlights, right? And just the way he, just the way he circles the bases after a home run. He's got that – he's got that edge. He's got that J-Rod type flair. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's the – and I put like – dude, I put together – 15 questions in a spreadsheet and i was evaluating guys that way because again I'm, I'm a fucking accountant but that's one of the things it's like can he cap does he have like the charisma to capture the imagination of the hobby camonero yes and guys didn't have to like have check every box but you know some of those some of those qualitative i'm looking for that you know the charisma the swag i'm looking for what situation is he going to get put into when he gets into the major leagues? Um, is he a guy that people are going to want to go out and buy his jersey kind of thing? Because if they want to do that, then they're going to want to buy his cards too, stuff like that. And that's where Caminero, um, dude, he checked all the boxes for me, man. Checked all the boxes. He just turned 20. He's crushing it in double A. And if you look under the hood, it's like, and sorry, I'll stop soon because I don't want to steal the hype from Tool Time. But my takeaway was when you look under the hood, like, and you look at the scouting reports too, it's the concern that I had with him was, is he going to get eaten up by higher level pitching mm-hmm. due to a high strikeout rate and not drawing walks? But if you go back and you look at his game logs, I think he struck out like once in his last 10 games or something. He's drawing walks. Like he got promoted up to double A uh, in the middle of this this half season or so. Um, so I, I don't know, maybe a month, month and a half ago. And his K rate went down and his walk weight, walk rate went up. Like that is rare. Like mm-hmm. he was he was 19 in double A. Uh, I think we'll see him 20. in 24. I think we'll see him yeah. in 24. Dude, we might fucking see him in October. 
Like, what if, like, seriously, like, they're the best team in baseball. Like, if he keeps popping off, they might think, hey, this guy could give us the best chance to win a World Series. Like, it's crazy. It feels like a lot of these Bowman timelines have kind of been, you know, uh, fast forwarded in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? I mean, you're seeing guys come out like Ellie De La Cruz first Bowman was a year ago. Mm-hmm. And so, it's you know, crazy. these these timelines have really been expedited. You're seeing guys pop up really, really fast. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Like you said, to see them. And I mean, I'm buying all these uh, and we'll talk about it, you know, here in just a minute. But all these uh, junior Camineros anticipating, you know, maybe in 2024, we'll turn. I was like, I don't know, man, maybe in a couple of months I'll be flipping. All yeah. this stuff. <laughs> you never know if he keeps it up. We'll see. So what have you been doing? What have you been doing other than uh, starting a podcast? What, you, what do you got going on the last couple oh, of weeks? Man, so yeah, I'm uh, the busiest guy in the EFIS, uh in the EFIS neighborhood here, right? So uh, we got another podcast going. Like you said, if you guys got a minute, check it out. Uh, Tool Time, we dropped it on Tuesday with my man Philly. It's a great time. We're looking forward to doing those every week. Um, other than that, man, I've been in kind of two separate modes at the same time. So I'm selling off, like I said, a while back, a lot of the redundancies in my PC, also a lot of the bulk from my rips and stuff like that. So I've done a couple of Yachty sales, just random low numbered parallels. I got laying around in a box. Oh man, I didn't even know I had this. So, you know, that's 15, 20, 30 bucks here, there. Uh, just making some moves there and, and I'm grabbing every cheap, low numbered junior or, uh, low value rather, uh, junior Camonero I can find. So I'm buying up first paper Bowman's. I got a first paper Bowman PSA 10. I got it for 20 bucks, uh, which felt like a steal because even the comps on it now are like $32. Um, so it's, it's climbing, um, paper color parallels are going for pretty cheap. You know, I'm going to regret saying this to an audience of however many of you guys there are, but I mean, I'm getting purple out of 250 for 18 bucks, 17 bucks, just because they're paper, stuff like that. Mojo's for six, $8, you know, just buying them up and, and just, just getting ready for that big, that big call up. I'm not a big junior Camonero fan. I'm just, you know, this is what I like to do. Um, we ran a break yesterday. Uh, we actually ran a couple of breaks on the Discord, but I ran a break. We did two hobby boxes of Tops Finest from 2023. It was pretty mediocre overall. Really nothing to get excited about. Uh, a couple guys cleaned up. I uh, sent ended up sending most of the hits to Freezer 83 and uh, Daka. Doc Ant, but we call him Daca Cat now. So the first couple breaks, there's a guy named Taco Cat. Every break we ran, he had an auto. Every auto in the box, Taco Cat was going to hit it. I think like three breaks running. So now it's Daca Cat is his name now because he hit like two autos and something low number. By the end of the break, man, I just figured every hit was going to him. So uh, that was a good time. We got the recap video posted up on YouTube. Um, yeah, man, just a regular, you know, buying some stuff, selling some stuff, ripping some stuff. Regular two weeks for me. How about you? Oh, man. Bowman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Junior Caminero. Um, no, so I, I did a lot of selling, too. I've, I've sold, uh, I think last episode I talked about considering doing those team packs. So I think I've sold nine of them so far. I've really been loading those things up. Like, I'm mm-hmm. trying to put, like, I don't know. I, all the reviews have been good. No neutrals like you, like you got once. Um, Bastard. But, <laughs> but I'm trying to put like 40 bucks worth of cards into like a pack that I'm shipping 
for 25 bucks and i advertised mm-hmm. it as like 20 cards some of them have 25 or 30 cards and at minimum you know people should feel like they're getting their money's worth i've had a, somebody buy a couple from me now because they were mm-hmm. so happy with the first one they're like oh let me see another team mm-hmm. um, so i'm just gonna keep doing that i've i've sold some slabs i've sold some autos um so i've sold quite a lot in the last few weeks and i've bought quite a lot too <laughs> um so first I'll kind of talk about, you know, the core PC stuff. Um, so I got, I got the Jeter. I don't know if you saw this. I put this up in the discord. I got uh, the 93 tops gold Derek Jeter SGC nine five. Whoa, looks beautiful in a tux. It uh, sure does. It sure does. Love that one. And then I got uh, some, I got a uh, Ricky Henderson and a Mark McGuire uh, rookie card. Um, both of them. I think the Maguire was a PSA eight. The Henderson was a PSA six and both of them had a on-card in person auto that graded at 10. That Henderson was gorgeous, man. That was so nice. Yeah. So those are just going straight into the PC. So one thing I did, I made like a list of 15 cards. Like these are the next 15 core PC cards to not distract myself from really my long-term goals. And then I fucking listened to tool time. And then I distracted myself <laughs> from my lots from my longer term goals. Um, so, yeah. Bunch of junior Camonero stuff. Um, some numbered stuff, some autos, some Sapphire, uh, just a lot. I'll share it in the discord. Um, maybe once it, once it all gets here, I got a nice Jackson holiday. He's another guy that I really like. Everybody likes him. Like there's, I mean, he's got the hype train, but the numbers back it up, and uh, he's great. And then the the other guys uh, that I, I was after, I got a couple Zavala cards, just your boy. I think his numbers are good. I'm not 100% as sold as you are, maybe. Um, and then the other guys I like, uh, Jefferson Cairo, catcher mm-hmm. with the Milwaukee Brewers. Dude gets rave reviews behind the plate, and if you look at the if you look at the hitting numbers, he's a pretty solid hitter as well. So I know he's a catcher, but um, dude could be really good. Uh, so and he's he's rated something like I, I want to say he's like the number seventy or so prospect in baseball. I, I could very easily see this guy being top twenty prospect soon. Basically. We're gonna have to start bringing Philly on for a tool time segment. <laughs> I'll let you guys talk about him next week. I want to hear. I want to hear what you guys think. Jefferson Cairo, and then the other one, uh, Adele Amador, shortstop for the Rockies, also yep. similarly putting up pretty big numbers. Just got so I've only got a couple of the smaller cards for him, and I'm glad because I I think I just saw he just got hurt and he's going to be out most of July, so might be an opportunity to pick up some of his stuff if people are dumping. Um, but like this is where you and you and Philly were talking about, hey, like, don't ignore him just because he's a Rocky. Like, mm-hmm. probably means he's going to go to one of the big boy teams soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe he puts up some numbers in Colorado and gets out. But, yeah, dude had a three-homer game a couple months ago. Just really good-looking player. So uh, K-Rose pricing is really, really cheap. Uh, Amador is, I think he's, like, maybe the number 20 prospect in baseball. So his, his pricing's a bit higher. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, But he's still pretty on the low end type of, you know what I mean? And when like for, uh, you know, Camino, for example, man, I mean, I'm not really in a position to go pick up 
greens or, you know, really low numbered autos and stuff like that. So that's why I like to pick up the mojo first and, you know, the lower end type stuff, paper parallels. So for Adele Amador, I'd venture to guess and I haven't looked, but you could probably pick up his low end stuff for low end prices, you know, with very little, uh, you know, initial investment, if you will. So, um, that's, you know, I like guys like that cause you can still get your foot in the door without having to get a $1,500 slab or a low oh, number yeah. auto parallel, something like that. Yeah, for sure. There, there's definitely some cheap stuff. Um, Kairos really cheap. Like I got, yeah. like I got a, a blue auto numbered. It's not a first, I think it's inception, like a blue auto to a hundred. I think I got for 12 bucks. I think I got yep. a base auto for six bucks. Uh, I got a sapphire, a, a sapphire first, like to ninety nine parallel for like twenty bucks or eighteen bucks or something. I'm just like, dude, if this guy pops off, those cards are all going to be two, three x really quickly. Oh, easily. Um, even if he just spikes up the prospect list, he doesn't even have to get a call up or anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, that's what I've been doing. Uh, a lot of Bowman. Uh, I, I kind of. Like you, I view it all as short term. Um, Camonero, I really like though. So, really, my hope is that he continues to kind of pop off the way he is. I can sell most of it on a spike, and then maybe, um, maybe I keep one of the cards. You know, uh, mm-hmm. keep it in my PC, and I've already profited. I've already got my investment back, so feeling good about that. Something I was thinking about, I was like, man, I think the smart move is kind of what you're doing. Like, um, if you went out and just bought 20 mojos and 20 sapphire base cards, <laughs> like, I mean, they're the sapphire base is like 20, 25 bucks. The mojos yep. are what, like eight, 10 bucks, something like that. But those things are going to be triple Easy. when he gets called up if he is, if he is you know, continues to be the guy that we expect him to be. When Ellie was going crazy, his base mojos were going for over a hundred dollars, man. Bro. I just sold two days ago, his base mojo from 2023, not even a, not even a first for, I think it went on auction at 28 bucks. And I know it was even higher than that a week or two prior. So, so think about you're getting those, those Camineros for eight, 10 bucks. If he does anything remotely Ellie, like you're talking more like 10, 11 X on that, on yeah. that card, man, that's not, it's stupid. So that's, yeah, that's, that's really that it is. It is a high it, reward. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, I'm out what 150 bucks. You could drop that same 150 on one base autograph card and be in the same boat. So yep. yeah, I like, I like living in the low, the shallow end sometimes that's where a lot of the fun happens and you can make a lot of moves, a lot of volume moves. Yeah, for sure. I'm lazy. So I got some bigger cards, but I'm excited to share them. One of them I really want to keep long-term and, and I hope that the other ones, uh, the other ones pay for it. You know, which one I'm talking about, right? Oh <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll I'll it. one. It's the only one that people, I, I put like a little tiny picture of, images of each card like a little corner here or there and people guessed three of the four cards that i hung up this is the one they didn't guess so it's a first bowman sapphire auto to 99 uh so it's a the aqua auto color match like oh my goodness it makes my eyes hurt it's so pretty <laughs> so my goal is 
make enough on the other cards that I can keep that one for free if he's good and he's a guy that I really want to keep longer term. Mm-hmm. But I don't and know. That's the long term hold too. It's a beautiful card. Yeah. So we'll see. Anyway. Enough of Bowman. We'll save it for next week. I, I'm going to try to keep this the flagship pod. I just got like, I got really excited about Bowman when I started diving into it. Um, I think it helps that I I have a lot more energy lately than I've had before um, and a little bit more time as well. So now I'm like, oh, what do I like? I, I quit playing like fucking video games. Like it was just eating up my time, um, living the healthy lifestyle, all this all this stuff. So it's just having an impact. So sounds just, horrible. <laughs> it's awful. So I'm putting it into Bowman research. Oh man. Um, hey, how about the finest top boxes? How sick are those? Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't get one. So we did two hobby boxes <laughs> and I, I've, you know, right afterwards, I think I saw three or four posts of, you know, you know how it is on the discord, man, as stuff gets to going on Twitter, guys are linking it. We're all, you know, kind of looped in with each other. So, um, yeah, so apparently exists a, uh, a tops finest hot box and you open it up and every one of the 60 cards in the box is a gold speckle parallel number to 50. Um, Wow, it's that I, I I wouldn't even know how to react, you know, with something like that. And, you know, from what I've seen, it's uh, it's a thing. And apparently, tops slash fanatics, whatever, uh, had an official reply on Twitter to it, and they confirmed that, yeah, this isn't like a QC moment. You know what I'm saying? Like we intended to do that, uh, whether or not that's the case, whatever. But um, I think that's awesome, man. We need more stuff like that in the hobby, and. Uh, those kind of little treasure chest type of moments is really what we should be looking for. So yeah, that's badass. And I'm not buying any more finest, but it'd be awesome to know that that's a possibility. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Um, stuff like that, like do that. Don't do the fucking taco fractor, or whatever frozen fractors with pictures of Elsa and Anna on it or something. I'm not, not on board with that. Or jack up the print runs and cut the autos, you know, guaranteed autos and all this other kind of stuff. Just, you know, give, this is something that they're just giving to, you know, the, the community and that's what you want, man. That's what you want. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay, cool. Let's dive into the main topic. We kind of teased it on, uh, on tool time, but, we want to talk about we've got a lot of questions um in the discord over time about like what are the best cards to buy like what are the best rookie cards things like that i've had the the topic that i wanted to cover like what's the future of the rookie card um something that i did was i put out for the discord just like a quick survey monkey link i put uh you know 25 or so of the best base flagship rookie cards from 2001 through 2023. Um, And then I also put about 15 of the top short prints through that time phase as well. And just kind of pulled the audience on, Hey, rank these basically. So this we're going to go through top 10 for the flagship rookie cards base. And then we're going to go through top five uh, short print rookie cards. This is as voted on by the discord. And I think, I'll share my thoughts as we go, and TJ will too, but there's there's definitely some takeaways um, from this list that I want to talk about, and maybe we'll we'll talk about it as we go, and then maybe come back to it at the end. But And then after, I want to tie it all together and just talk about shit, like what what is the short print, or what is the future of the 
flagship rookie card because i think you're going to see an evolution over time as we're talking about these things like from a time when it was only base to then base and sps and now there's just base there's multiple sps there's golden mirrors there's so many parallels and it's just quite frankly really hard to keep track of it so Mm -hmm. off we go let's start with base number 10 2008 tops update clayton kershaw what do you think about this guy, TJ? Uh, he is, you know, kind of the last of a dying breed in a lot of ways. I mean, you're talking about a guy who, a workhorse pitcher, almost the majority of his entire career. Uh, you know, a guy that, again, for the majority of his career, he went out there, you knew he was going six, seven, eight, nine. Um, one uniform from start to finish. Again, it's not something you see very often, particularly nowadays. And even just, you know, as we go up and down this list, not something you see on a lot of these names. Um, one of the best, you know, pitchers of my lifetime, certainly. I'm happy to say that the Cardinals owned him in the playoffs on more than one occasion. So, you know, that's nice. Um, again, you know, I feel like the hobby generally doesn't favor pitching, but, with Kershaw, I mean, you got a guy who's on a, a legacy franchise who's just, you know, one of the stalwarts in the league, Dodgers, right? I mean, you go any Lids store in the country, in the mall, there's going to be Yankees hats, there's going to be Red Sox hats, there's going to be Dodgers hats. It's it's not a question. So uh, there's always going to be a lot of people that are going to love Clayton Kershaw. He's been with that organization from start to finish. Um, he's done a lot of great things for them. You know, they got a World Series ring while he was there. Got a couple of Cy Young stuff like that. It's it's he's kind of undeniable. So um, yeah, I'm a big Clayton Kershaw fan. I got no problems with that. He's unreal. I think he should be higher. I had him higher on my list. Maybe I'm biased. I have this card. Um, it's an awesome looking card as well. So it's just this white stock um, picture of Kershaw, and I've got it in a tux. And damn, it looks good in that SGC slab which uh, I think we can say about a lot of cards. But here's the thing about Kershaw. I think he's underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, he did, I'm looking at his uh, baseball reference page. He has only had an ERA above three. Let's see. One, two, three times in his entire career, an ERA over three. How many seasons? Three uh, out of, fuck, 16 seasons. Yeah, that's legendary. As a 20-year-old, he had a 4.26 ERA. It's like, okay, well, he's a rookie. That's pretty damn good for a 20-year-old. Then he didn't have another ERA over three until he was 31 in 2019 when he was at a whopping 3.03. Like, wow. You got to give him a pass on that one. Yeah. And then 2021 was the worst season of his career. Um with a 3.55 ERA. Like, I think are you hitting me? And, <laughs> and, and he's pretty banged up every year now, right? I mean, on the back yeah. end, he's, he's got a hip or a knee or a back or something all the damn time. So he, he has not gone over 200 innings since 2015. And he's, yeah, he's, and he hasn't gotten close um, really since 2019. I know 2020, shortened season and all that. But yeah, like I think we forget about how good his prime was. Mm-hmm. Like I think to me, he's the dominant pitcher of this era. I think there's recency bias, um, just forgetting about how good he really was. But like if you look at starting at age 23 in 2011, 2.2 ADRA, 2.53, 1.83, 1.83, 1.83, 1.83, 1.83, 1.83, 1.83, 1.83, 1.83, 1.83, 1.83, 1.83, 1.83, 1.83, 1.83, 1.83, 1
Like, this guy's incredible. He's got 207 wins, a 2.48 ERA, and he's at uh, he's at 2,912 strikeouts. So it's not going to happen this year, but he's going to hit that 3,000 strikeout uh, milestone if he keeps on playing another season. And he's 35, mm-hmm. so he can do it if he wants to. It's does he really want to? He's on the DL right now, I think, or the IL rather. So yeah, Kershaw. I I think he's awesome. I think he should be higher. Agreed. I probably spent too much time on Kershaw, but I, I think the card is awesome too. And it's a, I, I'm not going to do this for every single card on the list. Cause it'll take us fucking forever if I do, but I'm just going to look up the PSA 10 pop count because it's, it's going to be low. And I'll, I'll just do a few of these so that you guys can get a feel for how things have changed in the two thousands. Yeah, your pre two thousand ten stuff is going to have significantly lower pop counts on, particularly on your high grade stuff. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that's under three hundred. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's quite that low, but I'm going to look. Um, so, I, shit, did I even say this? This is two thousands cards, so starting in two thousand and onward. Maybe we'll look at some of the older cards in another episode, but we're really only looking at two thousands and onward. All right, man. So it's higher than you thought, but it's at twelve hundred. Okay. Okay. For PSA tens. So just keep that number in your head. Twelve hundred. That's for the base. Um, let's go to number nine. But I, I, I think again, Kershaw should be higher to me. Mm-hmm. So another Dodger, twenty fourteen tops update Mookie Betts. So what do you think about Mookie and his card? Uh, so Mookie doesn't enjoy that same, you know, little benefit that Kershaw does. Cause you know, he's got all his rookie stuffs in a Red Sox uniform. Now it might not be a huge turnoff for a lot of guys, but I guarantee there's not a lot of Red Sox guys still collecting Mookie bets. You know what I mean? So there's, there's a little bit of a, uh, a differentiation there. Now, if you're just straight up a player collector or you're in it for the value and stuff like that, I mean, you're looking at a guy that. I mean, his numbers and his performance on the field, personality, a lot of those things you were talking about with Junior Caminero, Mookie Betts checks a lot of those boxes. Um, I I think he's a top 10 modern day player, you know, somebody we're watching play today. I don't think he does anything that's, you know, overtly amazing um, that, you know, he's not, you know, the talk of the town on a lot of occasions. I think we'd like to see maybe another, you know, postseason run or another big moment or something like that. But I mean, that guy's got the, he's got the big smile, the big bat. Uh, there's not a whole much, a lot more, uh, more you could ask for. Um, so, I, you know, no, no strong feelings on Mookie bets one way or the other, but I think he's very, very solid. I love Mookie and he's a Dodger. So what's that tell you? I still love Mookie. He's awesome. And he can play everywhere. Like he was playing at shortstop. He came back from paternity leave, I think, and played at shortstop for them mm-hmm. just because they needed him to. He can do it all. Um, and again, that's he's got the charisma. And like per fan graphs, he's at about 55 war. He's got four war this season. Like he is, if he's not in already, he's rapidly approaching, no doubt, Hall of Fame status. I think another year or two like this one, and he's in without question. And he's only 30. So... He's he's got a lot of time to keep playing. Mm-hmm. I saw a post. 
is Mookie Betts going to be the next Bobby Bonilla? Did you see anything about this? Uh, I did not see that. What, did he sign one of those, you're going to pay me a million dollars every year for the next 30-year type contract? I think it's even more than that. Um, I, I'll have to look at it. We might have to come back to it or talk about it in the Discord. But I, I think I saw something that he's got some crazy deferred payment plan as well that is even in terms of total dollars, more extreme than Bobby Benias, but not as hey, long term. Get your money, bro. Good for you. Get your money. <laughs> yeah, and there's some really cool parallels to this card. So, like, when you talk about the uh, the Kershaw, it's basically, like, base and gold. Like, those are your options. There weren't very many other parallels, but when you start getting into 2014, this is where you have more parallels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's lots of different stuff. Um, but his, his, uh, PSA 10 pop count of the base is 4,100. So not huge, but you know, that's six years after Kershaw and that's four X in the print run. So I think for this one, I'd be going for something different. So I've got, um, I've got the red hot foil card, which I think is a really cool looking card. So it's pop is 151. It's like color match with the Red Sox. Super cool. Gorgeous card. And I just won a Jefferson Cairo auction for his first Bowman Chrome Auto for $13. Congratulations. <laughs> hey, are you bidding on any Caminero today? Because I got like five auctions ending today and tomorrow. Just hit no. me up after the show. Just let me know. Um, no, I'm I'm tapped out on Caminero first. I, I've, I've got my fill. Um, if I do anything, it's going to be stocking up on mojos and base sapphires but i'm not messing with anything right now <laughs> all, right. all right just making sure the the bowman podcast these days i guess <laughs> but mookie you know rapidly approaching no doubt hall of fame status um so really really good pickup there i think all of these are really great pickups regardless of grade regardless of you know even if they're a raw card that isn't going to grade out well. There's still like iconic cards to have in your PC. Um, I think Mookie's right around the right spot on this list. Agree. Then we've got at number eight, 2017 tops, Aaron judge, Mr. 63 homers. Mm-hmm. So I think some recency bias there, but I don't disagree with it. Um, what do you think? Uh, uh, yeah, you, you got a hard time arguing with Judge, right? I mean, you got just a big, strong guy. He hits a ton of home runs, like you just said. I mean, with the exception of, you know, Bonds, my my, my boy, McGuire, and I'll be the last guy to judge steroids. Hate me if you want to. I'm a big Mark McGuire fan. Um, but the first guy to hit, you know, to break 61 and in our lifetime, really, in a legitimate way, I guess, if you want to go that direction. But uh, – played his whole entire career with the Yankees. He signed that big fat contract. So it looks like he's going to play his whole entire career with the Yankees. Um, He's in 2017 top. So there's a lot of really fun parallels. He's got SPs. He's got a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, I like Aaron judge. I wouldn't, you know, not a Yankees fan. So it's not really my cup of tea personally, but if I was a Yankees fan, I mean, boy, my, my house would be wallpapered with his stuff, man. I mean, what more do you want? Uh, he's got charisma. He wears number 99. It's super fun. It's super cool. He smashed the ball all over the place. Uh, he's got a little gap in his teeth. So it, you know what I mean? It's endearing. It's, yeah. What more do you want, man? Aaron Judge. Um, yeah. I think he's right about this right place on the list. I think 
uh, that that home run record gets him in the Hall of Fame. And I think, yeah, Yankee player for life. So I think so too. And I think, you know, Yankees, Yankees are always going to have just a certain aura around them. So for him signing that long-term deal to be a Yankee for life and him setting that AL home run record, like he's in, like he's collectible forever. This card's collectible forever, right? Like it's, I know like Roger Maris, when he hit his, it was the MLB home run record, but like at minimum, that's like your floor with judge at this point. And he's going to do more. He's not that old. I don't know if he would, get in the hall of fame on traditional metrics. I think he would have a lot to prove um, on that. I'm just going to pull up his fan graphs because I don't think the numbers are crazy. Yeah. He's at like 39 war and he's 31 years old. So if he's not a Yankee and he didn't have that home run record. Oh, eh, no. Like, no, definitely not. No, but it's, it's different. That's, this is just where you have to acknowledge it's different and you just can't apply numbers to everything. His I think 62 was, gets him there. Yeah. Was it 62 or was it 63? Am I quoting 63, No, you might be. Whatever it was. I, I mean, anything above yeah. 62 gets you in, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, it's just, <laughs> that's just the bar for entry. But, yeah. but anyway, his PSA 10 is what? It's 4,700. So okay. a little okay. bit higher than the Mookie. I, so it's always going to be an iconic card. And um, this was... You know, before I was really back in the hobby hard, I know it was a, a very sought after and chased card. So for hobby veterans, it's it's going to be iconic in that way, too. Honestly, this is the first one on the list. Um, I don't have this card. I don't love the image uh, personally, uh, just a fielding image of him jumping at the fence. Like, I want to see him smoking the shit out of a ball like I want to see mm-hmm. him judge with Batman. So that's my only knock on the card. Um but yeah, still still an awesome card. Aaron Judge, the man. All right, let's see. Number six. Up, oh, I was going to skip number seven. Number seven, also a card that I don't have. 2005 tops, Justin Verlander. What do you think about Justin Verlander? Uh, my immediate thought is I'd probably like to switch Verlander and Kershaw spots on this list. Um and I like a lot of the things I like about Kershaw. I don't really like about Verlander, right? I mean, we're talking about a guy, and it's not. There's nothing wrong with a guy changing teams, bro. I mean, free agents happen, trades happen, things like that happen. I'm talking about strictly hobby perspective. At no point in time have I been a Tigers fan, an Astros fan, or anything like that. So you know, nothing that Justin Verlander has ever done has ever affected me personally. But if I were I, I wouldn't be collecting Justin Verlander's cards. You know what I mean? Any pitcher that's ever left the Cardinals immediately left my purview. And if Adam Wainwright were to leave, it would be similar. You know what I'm saying? So um, nothing really stands out with me with Verlander. I mean, obviously you're going to pull his numbers right now and he's going to have some years on there where he was just lights out out of his mind. And the fact that he's maintained that over a span of what, three decades is is pretty damn remarkable. I mean, he's been one of the most dominant pitchers in the game at some point in time, you know, since probably 06, leading all the way up to here you know, a couple weeks ago. So, uh, you know, Verlander's solid. It's, it's really hard to argue with, but, you know, I, I don't collect pitchers a lot with very few exceptions, and I don't see uh, anything really exciting about Verlander that would make me want to collect him. Oh man, you're going to get smoked by people for this. You know that. Give right? it to me. Give it to me. 
So I think Verlander's collectible just from his longevity. He's got something about him too, but I think I think people are going to be surprised. I think there's some recency bias here because I think him and Kershaw need to switch too. So now let's last year was far and away the best year of his career from an ERA perspective. He was wow. at one, he was at 1.75 his next best season, like his second best season out of this whole career, is at 240. And his third best is at 252. All right. So his third best in this long career was at 252. Clayton Kershaw's career ERA is at 248. Mm-hmm. So, and I said Kershaw had three seasons with an ERA over three. I'm going to throw out Verlander's rookie year because he only threw 11 innings. But after that, here are how many times he's had an ERA over three. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, 10, And this year is year number 12. So, and here are how many he's had an ERA over four. One, two. All right, only two. So, objectively... Kershaw's a much better pitcher. Just my opinion. I think the numbers back it up. We got to switch these guys on the list. (laughs) So it sounds like he's kind of an average pitcher if you just looking at numbers and nothing else, right? He's he's got the counting stats that Kershaw doesn't have. So he pays everybody up all the time, right? I mean, Verlander's got 200. Verlander's pitched. 600 more career innings than Kershaw. Um, And also Verlander's got 247 wins. Kershaw's got 207. Let's look at strikeouts. Where the fuck is strikeouts? He's certainly more durable than than Kershaw is historically, I would argue. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, but he's missed some seasons too. Yeah. And he's just had the bigger injuries, right? Okay. So I guess here's the real question. So why would you, what is the argument for Justin Verlander? Is it career A? Is it career K's? Does he have a whole bunch of Cy Young's I'm forgetting about? So he's got 3,200 K. He's got like 300 more K's than Kershaw. I don't know what the argument is. You just, have recency bias and you like him better you i mean i don't know i know i know kershaw had the bad rap of what he did in the postseason but i I don't i don't know i'm gonna get bashed i'm not gonna say it but i i don't recall justin verlander as this like crazy dominant postseason pitcher all right here it is he's got verlander's got a 364 era in the postseason and in his career with a 16 and 11 record. Let's see what Kershaw is. That's, that's, that's very whelming. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think Kershaw's pretty whelming too. Yeah. So oh, here's yeah. a knock on Kershaw 4.22 ERA 13 and 12. So he's <laughs> mediocre at best historically in the postseason. Mm-hmm. So there's your argument, I guess. Yeah. And the counting, the counting stats. Right, I, well, still like, I still like Kershaw more. I'd yeah, switch them. Me too, and I'm ready for the Verlander mob, so let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on if Mets fans are backing him up yet, because I don't think Astros or Tigers fans are going to come after you because he abandoned them. So The, the Mets know. fans hate the Mets worse than <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know, dude. Watching the Mets and the Padres last night was like, is there a way that both of these teams can lose? And then I remembered it was July, and the Mets haven't lost in July, and I think the Padres have only lost like two games. So, but the Padres fucking imploded because that's what they do. Five and fifteen in one run games, zero and eight in extra innings. I can't tell tell you how painful that is to watch. I'm so. gonna break my thirteen year streak of attending every Cardinals game in Arizona this year because I. I really just don't want to end up on a suicide watch list, bro. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know. Anyway, next on the list. (laughs) Next on the list, 2000, tops traded Miguel Cabrera. Nice. I I would make the argument maybe he should be higher. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to talk about – I think he should be definitely higher than one guy ahead of him. Agreed. What do you think about Miggy? So I talked about him a couple episodes back when we talked about guys that, you know, maybe on that future Hall of Fame, what there's, you know, and, and I know there's some uh, situations where Cabrera's had some personal, I guess we could say off the field stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, we're talking about baseball that occurs on the field and, and the cards. So I'm, I'm cool with that. Um yeah, man, this this guy's going to be a surefire Hall of Famer. He's got all the counting stats. I can't wait to hear, you know, the career numbers on this guy. I mean, we're talking about a guy that was very holes like for a long stretch of time there on some on some pretty mediocre and even sometimes good uh, Tigers teams. But a guy that's going to hit 300, a guy's going to hit 30 home runs, a guy's going to drive in 100 RBI uh, year after year. And I'd, I'd be interested to see how many years he's done those things. Um but yeah, that that's a guy that's going to get in, um, absolutely. And, I, and you know, I'd like to see him go on a little bit of a tear. I don't know if we'll see the Tigers make a, a postseason run. That seems pretty optimistic. But um, Cabrera's a guy that will be remembered fondly uh, in baseball history and likely in the Hall of Fame. Um, probably not a ton of. Uh, you know, guys that are super hyped about him, but another guy that, again, and I'll continue to use this argument, wore one uniform for the duration of his career. And I think that that's something that we're going to see less and less of moving forward. Also, uh, coming out of 2000, I mean, that's a card probably going to be tiny, tiny pop counts, hard to find, and uh, especially hard to find in good condition. So, yeah, uh, thumbs up to Cabrera. He should certainly be, my opinion, number four probably on this list. Yeah, I think four is, I don't know. I don't know if I had him at four or five. I did this survey too, but you're right. So one thing I'll call you out on, he he did play for the Marlins, but he mostly played for the Tigers. Are you muted? I can't hear you. Yeah, I was uh, trying to, you know, hide my shame, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I don't know. The audio files. You're right. (laughs) You're right. You're right. He did start on the Marlins first couple of years. It looks like he's got five years in Florida, but it's like, that's like a distant memory because then he's got fucking 16 in Detroit or 17. I don't even know. Um, But yeah, he's got over 10 seasons with. 100 RBIs. His career RBIs is 1,860. He's got 1,540 runs, 508 home runs. Like this guy hit total 3,127. There you go. 3,500. Yeah. And even so, this tells you how good he is. So he, he has not hit. 
300 since 2016. That's a really long time, right? Mm-hmm. And he's got some really shit batting averages. <laughs> like, like he's got a 249, he's got a 250, 256, 254, 245 in the last few years. His career average is still 307. <laughs> like, dude, he's good. He's amazing. Like we are we are forgetting. People are like, oh yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. It's like, yeah, he's an inner circle first ballot Hall of Famer. Like he's incredible. Like we are forgetting what we witnessed early in his career. So yeah, I like Cabrera. He's a beast. Um, all right. Recency bias. You see who's number five? Shohei Otani. Yeah. 2008 Pops Shohei Otani. So I put the pitching variant. I consider that to be the true flagship rookie card because it's the first one that dropped. Some people like the hitting. Some people even consider his Bowman rookie card to be his true flagship. So he's, this is where 2018 you start getting into a lot of variants. Um, but yeah, 2018 Tops Shohei. What do you think about Shohei while I see how many tens of thousands of this card were graded? Yeah, uh, I mean, we're you know witnessing something we have never seen before and probably will never see again on the field. I mean, he's very dominant in both aspects of the game. Um, it's just, it's absolutely crazy. Is I, w- I would never argue against Shohei Otani. He could switch uniforms every year for the rest of his career. This man is a beast. Um, probably right about the right spot on this list, but somebody I would argue that in the next five to six years, we could probably see climb this list and maybe even supplant one of the people on it. I think that, you know, number two and number three are probably solid, uh, in their legacies, but I think that Shohei's still kind of building his and he's doing it in a, in a way that we've never seen before. So, um, yeah, that that is a number, you know, number five with the potential to be number one one day, maybe. So the thing about Shohei, I said this in the Discord. I don't, I don't know if you saw it. Um, in five hundred years, God willing, we're still playing baseball. But if you're still playing baseball in five hundred years, an MLB network just has a, I don't know, it's opening day, and there's like a video tribute to, I don't know, just baseball history. 20 let's say 20 players get into that video 500 years from now no matter what happens Shohei's one of them mm-hmm. the, like I, it, he's iconic we, like Miguel Cabrera he's not going to be in the video no Verlander Kershaw not going to be in the video and, and it's crazy to even think of guys like um so I was thinking about this and I was like oh okay Jackie's definitely on the video Babe Ruth mm-hmm on the video Mm -hmm. um but everybody else like we're talking 500 years of baseball (laughs) in the year 2020 whatever it is 25 23 like guys like willie mays are gonna be fringe (laughs) like i think shohei's on it and i'm not saying shohei's better it's just he is so fucking unique that this story is going to continue to be told for like forever like the guy came over here from Japan too. It's not like, like he had to figure out how to hit and pitch. He learned the culture. He, like it's just a lot. He's incredible. So unlike anything we've ever seen, and, and probably anything we will ever see again. You know, baseball. From when these kids are at a young age, they start specializing them, 
and they don't let them play two ways. They don't let them play multiple sports, anything. I don't think we'll ever see anything like this again. Hey, is McGuire in that video 500 years from now, McGuire? <laughs> I don't think he is. I don't think Bonds, Bonds isn't in the video. Sammy Sosa definitely is. Sammy Sosa's not in the video today. Um, but yeah, so it's – that is – in terms of like iconic legacy, I think Shohei Otani is always going to be collectible because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. So. And not to mention the entire fan base overseas that's that's collecting him as well. I mean, there's a big, big contingent in overseas that are collecting. And I mean, he's, I mean, we talk about Babe Ruth. I mean, that man is is walks is like a god among men. I imagine you know what I mean. He's legendary, so and will continue to be. He he, like I said, definitely could be number one on this list. If he does this, can you imagine if he does this for even four more years? What he's doing today, it's, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Um, I I think his stories to me. I'm like. If, if he's retired from baseball tomorrow, he's still that guy to me. Oh, it's over. Yeah. But if he keeps on doing this shit, like he's only like 28. <laughs> he can keep doing this for another five years. Like uh, you just hope he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really all it comes down to. So he's incredible. I'm surprised too. The the PSA 10 pop count is only 5,800. Wow. Wow. So I don't know if that's just because there's so many variants and people are grading so many different things. Like I know that Bowman rookie cards one always on like one of the top 10 lists is some of the most submitted cards. So his Chrome as well. It's kind of like 2018. You don't know what to buy at this point because Mm -hmm. there's so many. Um, Let's go to number four. This one surprised me. Uh, 2012 tops update Bryce Harper. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to see Cabrera above Harper on this list, um, and probably Otani as well. Even to this point, Harper, I've, I've you know, to his credit, he came in super hyped kid, and to a certain extent, you could argue he's probably lived up to that hype. You know what I mean? He hasn't really ever been a bust, and there was a lot of potential for him to be a bust because I mean he was LeBron James level hyped coming into the game. Um, And he's done just about everything you could ask him to do. I mean, he's had some attitude issues along the way and he's had some injury issues along the way, but who hasn't, Um, you know, switch jerseys, you know, one point, uh, you know, Philly's a big, you know, ferocious market. They're, they're really passionate uh, about their teams. You know, they throw batteries at their, their players and things (laughs) like that. Um, So, you know, it's, it's not an easy place to play and succeed. Um, he's probably going to need to do something else for me to get excited about him. But, uh, you know, a lot of people like Bryce Harper a lot. I'm lukewarm on Bryce Harper in terms of hobby appeal. Um, but you know, with that said, he's got a lot of the counting stats and he's probably going to be a hall of famer when it's all said and done. I would imagine he's, he's probably done, you know, enough to get himself there, but there's nothing really that makes me get out of bed in the morning when it comes to Bryce Harper. See, the thing that I feel differently about is I think he's got a lot of work to do still. And he's almost, he's 30, so he's got time. And the way he hits, and with the DH being in the NL too, like maybe he slides into a DH role part-time later in his career and has more years than we think. But like, yeah, he, I mean, I know he 
he's only played 55 games this year because he's recovering from an injury, but his war's you know, 0.5 for the year. He's at 44 for his career. And counting stat-wise, he's at 288 homers, 840 RBIs, 946 runs, um, 1,400 hits. Like, those aren't Hall of Fame numbers yet. He's got some work to do. And he's got, what, 10 years in the league already? Eight? Wow, more than that. He debuted in 2012 at age 19. He's he's had a lot of ups and downs in his career. He, he's like he's like Manny Machado in that way. Like mm-hmm. he'll have an insane year, and then he'll just have this year where he's just one of the guys, and then he's back to being that dude again the next year. So mm-hmm. he's a little all over the place. Like he had a nine war season as a twenty two year old, which yeah, I don't know. I kind of think he's so high on this list because of yeah some of those factors that you talked about. Like he was the guy. Um, in the hobby 10 years ago and mm-hmm. some people maybe still see it that way i like him do i think he'll get in the hall of fame yeah probably but does he have a lot of work to do i think he does i think he needs really like he needs three three or four more solid like four war type seasons which for bryce harper is that really that much probably not if he stays healthy but he's still got work to do. Yeah. Like, right now he's like grading out and I know he's like four or five years younger, but he's grading out like below Andrew McCutcheon in terms of counting stats and war and things like that. And we're not talking about Kutch. Kutch mm. was, I think Kutch was further along than this at that age on the counting stats and like the war. And then he just hit his body fell apart on him. Doesn't it kind of seem like that's already happening with Harper, though? I mean, I don't know. Because, like, look at what he did in the playoffs last year. He just hits. Like, I I don't know. He's easily a guy that I could just see. Like, I think the Phillies have won, like, 14 straight road games. You can see that team getting hot. And all of a sudden, like, we look back on this in three months. And, like, Bryce Harper had that four-war season. He just did it all in the second half, you know. And he carried them in the playoffs. I just don't know. And I'm a little nervous because I have a really nice Bryce Harper card. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I really want that one to hold up over time. (laughs) But anyway, I think a little too high on the list, but I love Bryce Harper. I think, I just don't think he should be ahead of, I don't think Harper should be ahead of Shohei. I don't think he should be ahead of Miguel Cabrera. No. And I think he's on for me. I think he's on that judge level, judge, Mookie, somewhere in between there. Yeah, I actually, and you know, we don't need to spend all day on that, but I'd be curious to see how he stacked up next to Mookie Betts. You know what I mean? Just because they kind of seem, you know, like maybe even Mookie might be a little bit superior, but uh, I mean, we're talking about two guys that, came in the league right around the same time. You know, Mookie came in a couple years later, but um, yeah, I mean, Mookie only has Mookie only has 50 fewer career homers than than Harper. You would think it would be a lot more. Right, because that's Harper's kind of calling card, is it not? Yeah, and they're right around the same in terms of, it, it's like negligible differences other than that, but Mookie puts up the defensive war that Harper doesn't, so he's got 10 more war than Bryce Harper. I'd take Mookie over Harper, to be honest with you. I think Mookie's more durable, too. 
yeah, if you're building a team from scratch, I'd take Mookie. But who am I more afraid of in a lineup to face in a playoff game? I'm more afraid of Harper. So I will but, give it up to Harper with his cleat game, though. He's always got some nice spikes <laughs> on. Yeah. I just still remember what it like. I forget what it was. Like, that's a clown question, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Moving on. All these guys are incredible, though. So don't send us hate mail, please. Um, number three, 2001 Tops Ichiro. It's, it's been a while. So, you know, my man SSK is a big Ichiro guy. Um, and for right, you know, for great reasons, I mean, this is a guy that, you know, he was kind of that, uh, that really legendary guy. And if you were watching baseball in the early 2000s, I mean, it was all about him. This guy would just hit, hit and hit and hit, and he would hit and then hit some more, a uh, ton of fun to watch. Great personality. He's, he's got that legendary status. You know, he's kind of like, Madonna or Cher. He's got just the one name. You don't even need to know what his last name is. It's just Ichiro. Um, so, I mean, it's it's really awesome, man. Uh, another one, you know, you're talking about 2001 tops. A lot of those sets are bricked. A lot of those cards are chipped. It's got that green border. It's hard to find in a good grade, uh, in good condition. So, um, hell yeah, all in on Ichiro. Um, you're talking about a guy that never going to do anything to harm that legacy. It's, it's just going to continue to grow. His stuff's going to be more sought after and get tucked away into collections, and it's just going to be harder to find, right? So, um, yeah, all in on Ichiro. I think he's right about where he should be on the list. Um, I think, you know, it represents a legendary, iconic Hall of Fame player that was, like I said, nothing you can do to harm his legacy. So uh, Ichiro, yeah, number three, I think that's perfect. Yeah, I agree. I love Ichiro. He's an iconic dude. And now I'm going to, let's see, can I get the pop report? My, like PSA's website is just continually bombing out on me. Oh, yeah. Grab Harper while you're in there if you can, too. Yeah, I will. I've been just getting errors. Okay, so here's what's crazy. Now, Ichiro, PSA 10. Now, also keep in mind, this card has those green edges, mm-hmm. right? They're mm-hmm. going to be a really tough grade. Pop or pop 166 on the PSA 10. Oh my. I have a nine. Uh, I ain't ever getting a 10 because so a nine, the pop is 1600, which is still really low. But if I recall right, the price difference between a nine and a 10 is insane. I think nines are like $115 or $150, and tens are well over a thousand. I don't know. I'm trying to find a 10, right? Are there even any available? Ooh, well, I mean, I found a Chrome uh, PSA 10. It's going to run you 2000 Or best offer. And, let, and, and let's, you know, credit to the, the seller. It's got free shipping. So, I mean, rest assured, <laughs> you're not going to be money train. Yeah, you're not. Train, you're not. So yeah. You got to be careful. Yeah, I don't know. He he doesn't seem to be affiliated with Tops, but on the other side, and I don't want to turn it into all of this, but you can get a PSA nine for one thirty five or best offer. Yeah, that's and, what I'm saying, man. And that's... the pop count on the nine is lower than every single card, with the exception of the Cursor rookie that you've given me a pop count on so far. Yeah, and even Harper in 2012 Tops update PSA ten twenty nine hundred. Those are still low numbers, but 
it ain't 166 or whatever we just said for Ichiro. Note to self, Ichiro PSA 9 rookie. Okay. Yeah, I think it's I think it's what's up. And yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I think it's a great card. Um, I really love the card design as well. And I think those green edges, like I said, it, Tough, it, makes, great. it, it makes a difference. It makes a difference for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, same card stock. 2000 number two on the list 2001 and this was really close by the way this was float i i thought that number one was going to be a no doubter for for the fish man to spoil it so yeah number one's mike trout and number two's poo holes i thought trout was going to run away with it it was really close Pujols got a lot of first place votes um but yeah 2001 tops traded albert Pujols, your boy uh, I think if, and Mike Trout's hurt again right now. And so, because now that, you know, we know who number one is, I think that it, in a perfect world, Mike Trout ends up retiring with Albert Pujols numbers, right? Um, there may be a small differentiation in MVPs. I don't know exactly how many MVPs Mike Trout has won. Is it three, four, something like that? Um, but I think that if you stack the two of them up next to each other, you'll see that. It might not even be Mike Trout might not even be on an Albert Pujols trajectory, you know, overall. And, you know, as we know, Pujols got the 700 right home runs. Not a lot of guys on that list, bro. You think Trout's going to get on on that 700 home run list? I'd be curious to see if that's the case. So, you know, I think Trout values versus Pujols values. If we're looking at just card values, Pujols are Trout's probably two to one. Over Pujols, maybe 2x, 3x over Pujols values. I'm not sure if that's justified. You know, right now, today, everybody looks at Trout and, you know, we've seen all the numbers and what we thought he was going to turn into. But I mean, the sad reality is, man, the injuries are starting to pile up. And the fact that that team hasn't and probably won't be significant anytime soon, despite all of their efforts. I mean, they've thrown money at every free agent. They've done everything you can imagine. They can't get into the damn playoffs, bro. They're probably going to lose Otani here coming up pretty soon. So the relevancy for the Angels and Trout's opportunities again in the postseason, they're diminished. Pujols got his rings. You know what I mean? So, uh, that's tough, man. That, that's that's tough. I think Albert Pujols is is obviously the best right-handed hitter I've seen in my lifetime. He's probably the best hitter I've seen in baseball or will ever see. Uh, what he did his first 10 seasons in the major leagues is absolutely unprecedented. 30 home runs, 100 RBI, 300 average. The man was a beast. You want to talk about somebody you were scared to see in a lineup? Forget about it. Ask Brad Lidge about it. Ask Brad Lidge about it. That ball is Houston still hasn't landed. Um, I go on about Albert Pujols all day, but uh, yeah, man, he's he's absolutely well deserving to be at the top of this list. That's a card that's a tough grade, like you said, the green edges. Um, just Albert Pujols, go Cardinals. So same thing, man. Albert Pujols, PSA ten, two fifty five pop. Like mm. that's a fucking card if you have it, man. How much is that one? Uh, and and similar to I'll look it up. <laughs> yeah, similar to Ichiro, the nine is thirteen hundred. So Pujols, I love Pujols, man. I uh, I've had the paper for a while, the PSA nine, and I thought I was just going to upgrade to a Chrome PSA nine. I got the Chrome PSA nine, and I couldn't bring myself to sell the paper, so I'm just going to keep both of them, and maybe someday I can upgrade to a ten, or I'll just keep both the nines. Um, but 
What's the oh, price? Oh, I'm so I can't, I can't find a paper, but I found uh, a couple of Topps Chrome traded. Uh, one of them is only 10 grand. Right. And then the uh, there's another one. Uh, on one hand, he's taxing you twelve fifty for shipping, but I mean it's only <laughs> it's only seven thousand eight hundred if you can come off with it. It looks like you can get a Topps Chrome man. It, it's going to cost you at least five large off time. Yeah, but uh, yeah, go. Oh man, guys, don't fuck. Don't, I, I don't fucking buy the ten. I can't upgrade to the ten. So I know I'm just like weird with numbers. I know I paid, um, I think it was 250 for my nine paper and I paid 300 for my Chrome, um, both PSA nines. I don't, I don't know what they're doing right now. Um, but I paid that kind of a while back. One, I got the Chrome. I felt like was a really good deal. I got it at a card show. Um, actually probably six months ago, the paper I got, uh, 2020 or 2021 something like that so get the nine and if you really love these guys there's that combo card that is so sick the poo holes and ichiro combo card so i don't think you can do wrong there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's look up let's look up uh before we talk about what this all means because i do want to do that i feel like i'm rambling too damn much um, i want to i want to talk about what this actually means um, and how I'm interpreting the numbers. I think I'm going to shortcut it and just go real fucking quick through the uh, through the the short print list. Oh, God damn, PSA site is so slow. I'm not having trouble with any websites other than theirs. But spoiler alert: I think the Trout Pop, if I recall correctly, is something like four or five thousand, despite mm-hmm. being that old. The white edges help, right? You know, mm-hmm. they're 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 just much easier grades. Um, but to your point, you talked about comparing Pujols and Trout and their numbers. And I think it depends on what you're looking for. Cause here are two things that I think will surprise people if they don't know in terms of career war, this is per fan graphs. Pujols is at 88.8. Incredible, right? Mm-hmm. Trout's at 85.3. Mm-hmm. So it's the defense, it's the advanced stats, you know, the saber metrics that that he, kind of has. And he plays more of a premier defensive position. Yep, exactly. But on the flip side, our Pujols has seven hundred and three career homers. Mike Trout has three hundred sixty-eight, which is a, you know a little more than half. You're gonna hear that theme again. Um, in terms of, I'm just going to go the the two big the big stats: home runs and hits. Mike Trout has 1,623 hits. Albert Pujols 3,384. So he's got mm-hmm. more than double. Mike Trout ain't getting any younger. He's got injuries piling up. He's going to turn 32 next month. We don't know. I, like he's probably not going to be a 3,000 hit guy. Like he's a saber metrics guy. He does a lot of things that Albert Pujols didn't do. But you know, if you're just looking at career stats, he's not going to have those same numbers. I mean, he does have over 200 steals, but holy shit, Pujols has 117 career steals. That's actually more than I thought he would have. He was pretty nimble back in the day. <laughs> yeah, he had he had some seasons. He had a 16, a 16, and a 14. 
back when he was, uh, you know, in his first go round with the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can think about that. Mean what that means? Maybe long term, this the needle moves. But I kind of, you know, I think the thing about Trout is he's in the Hall of Fame, no matter what. He could retire today. He's in the Hall of Fame. No and doubt. Think, yeah, just in terms of the hobby. It doesn't always line up to who's a better player. Um, so if you look at, oh, God damn, my wife just texted me like four times wanting responses on shit. <laughs> uh, lost my train of thought. Um, fuck. Oh, what I was going to say is the Trout card for, for the hobby is like the Griffey upper deck card. I think like if, if you ask anybody what what's the card that is the face of the 2000s so far, I think it's the Trout card. Like that's the that's the status symbol, not the Pujols. Uh, it might just be like when it was released. It's a little more modern. Absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, it it's just the card, right? Like I, I don't think that can be debated. Um. So yeah, I don't know. You want me to run down the short prints while you catch up with the yeah, wife? Yeah, yeah. Just just run run down them. Uh, I don't think we need to cover it too heavily. I do want to talk about you know, kind of what it means after, but just run down the list. Okay. So you put up, I believe it was a list of 10 or 15, uh, flagship short print slash image variations. Um, and you know, everybody was able to kind of vote, uh, for their top one. So at number five, we got the 2018 tops update Juan Soto with the hands on the hips. Uh, that's a really good classic image. Um, I think Juan Soto's kind of maybe slipped a little bit in the hobby after he went to San Diego and really hasn't quite been his usual self, but, uh, you know, still a young guy and a lot of time to kind of make that up. Um, after that, you got the 2012 tops Bryce Harper with the leg up. Uh, again, Bryce Harper's not a guy that really gets me excited. So I'm not familiar with this particular SP. I have to admit, is this one that you've seen or you have? Is that, uh, I don't have it. I think it was one of those, like, this was a hype card. Like, it was super short print. I, I don't know if it was an SP or a super short print even, but I think they put it into top series too late um, because of the breakout that he was having. So it was kind of like, at the time, the equivalent to, like, the Holio SP from series two. Only so should I should there. I assume from these lists we have a lot of Bryce Harper fans in the Discord and I'm going to get absolutely roasted when this episode comes out? Yeah, we might just have a lot of Philly guys. <laughs> <laughs> that might be. I mean, it's I got eight, I got I think I got 18 responses. So if you got four Philly guys in there, like Mister Phil, you know I, I don't know. He's a Phillies fan, right? Am I wrong? Uh, I believe he is. Him and I'll probably go back and forth on it next. I'm not sure if he's a big Bryce Harper guy. Uh, so there was the, uh, 2017 tops Aaron judge where he's leaning on the railing. I like that, man. That's actually a really cool image. That's, that's a pretty cool image. He's just kind of hanging out in the dugout, no batting helmet, no hat, anything like that. Um, that's a cool one. I like that one. Yeah. Agreed. That was one that was on my list for a while. And I was like, "Ah, I can get it later. I can get it later. And then last season happened and I was like, Oh, fuck i can't get it later it's just for too expensive for me but then it uh it did die down in the off season so i got it for a pretty good price but nice yeah i I got a psa 10 of that guy i got a nine of the hands on hips i don't have the bryce harper i think that's a really expensive card uh if i recall correctly 
And I have absolutely none of these, but I have every Yadier Molina image <laughs> variation ever produced by Top. So eat that. All right. So number two, you got two uh, 2018 Top Shohei Otani with the bat. Um, I like that image, but I'm you know we know it's an SP. A lot of people know it's an SP. There might be a lot of people that don't necessarily know that's an SP because it just kind of looks like a base card. And I mean, it's cool because he's a two way guy, but. Uh, you'd have to be a little more nuanced, I think, to know necessarily that that's an image variation. Not the coolest image, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I was surprised by this one. Like, I was really surprised. I don't know if people just said Shohei, like, put it on the, like, put it up at the top. Because I didn't, I just didn't think of this as, like, an iconic card. Um, and I have it. Um, but, like, I had to Google, like, what are the Shohei Otani short print rookie cards and i was like just picking from them and i was like oh this was the first one so i'll get this one um but yeah I, i'm with you there's nothing like crazy about the card that said it's uh i think i paid 400 for it last year it's like yeah. a 12, 11 or 1200 dollar card now so it's only gonna like, it's gonna get bigger too. Yeah, I was like, should I let it go? And then I remembered what I my long term view of Shohei is, and I was like, nah, I'm gonna keep that bad boy. Maybe someday I'll sell it. But I, I was surprised to see it on the list this high, though. To be honest, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to me, it doesn't strike me as like an iconic one. So. No, nah, not necessarily. And, and with that, it's actually a nice uh, segue. So uh, number one, uh, 2018 tops. Ronald Acuna, the bat down. And uh, that is iconic because, you know, like I said, what's the Bryce Harbor leg up? You know, this is one of those ones where you say, oh, yeah, I got an Acuna bat down. They know exactly what the hell card you're talking about. Mm -hmm. There's no question about it. The image immediately pops into your mind. Again, maybe not a ridiculous uh, image variation. So like a lot of my Yachty SPs, I like them because they're different, you know, type of stuff. It's him, uh, like an image you typically wouldn't see on a baseball card. It's more of like a photograph or something like that. This is just, you know, Acuna taking a swing at the pitch, just maybe a different moment that they would typically photograph kind of in his backswing as opposed to, you know, load, loading up or whatever. Um, but again, very iconic and a guy that's just, I don't know, man, you might want to see, him on this list of the top 10, you know, iconic art uh, rookie cards. Cause he is tearing it up and he is young and he does not look like he's going to stop. And he also doesn't look like the injury affected him very much, if at all. So uh, yeah, Cunha that I no problem at all with this card on this spot on this list. Yeah. Cunha looks like Jordan in year two after the ACL, which I think was like the maximum hope for him. Jordan came back was, in rough shape the first year, didn't put up the same numbers. And then he just went back to being that same guy, maybe better. The same thing that Acuna is doing. It's nuts. You just hope he stays healthy. And I'm with you. It's iconic. This honestly, like looking at these cards, some of them are cool images. Yes or no. Um, To me, I know I collect SPs and I love SPs, but to to even my, my big takeaway is, not a lot of the SPs are iconic. Most of them are flashes in the pan. Because mm-hmm. when I look at this list, um, every single one of those base cards that we went through, to me, is an iconic card that yeah. someday I want one if I don't have one in my collection. On the SPs, I could honestly, I could do without all of them except the Acuna, which, what the fuck, why don't I have that card still? <laughs> 
<laughs> I have all these SPs. I don't have an Acuna. Um, it just is never... I, I look at pop count too much, and it has a pretty high pop for an SP. I forget what it exactly is, but it's pretty damn high for an SP. Uh, so I've, I've kind of steered away from it, but I need to get that card at some point. But ain't going to be this year. <laughs> it's too crazy right now. Um, so yeah, I, to me, I'm like... This is kind of, it's made me go in a lot of different directions. I'm like, man, look at that list of iconic cards. Like, none of them are from within the last five years. What are we doing spending all this money chasing these cards with these huge pop counts? Like, you have to hit a parallel, and you have to hit the right parallel in order for it to, like, make sense, I guess. Like you need like the the tried and true classic ones, like the gold or like you know the black. Even stuff like gold foils and rainbow foils are starting to get a little questionable. So I don't know. I don't know. I wanted to have an epiphany of what the future of the rookie card is, and I think it's just too muddy. Like I just I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, and there, you know they talk about you know if you look at Julio Rodriguez and how many rookie cards he has. Right. I mean, he's in every set. And so, you know, a a lot of people will disregard a lot of rookies. It's like, do you consider a rookie card from Topps Finest to be his rookie card? What about Bowman's Best? What about Gypsy Queen? What about Topps Archives? Uh, What about Topps Chrome Black? Right. What about Bowman Chrome Sapphire? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you've got so many different just rookie cards to choose from. And the fact is, is that Julio Rodriguez might end up being Mookie Betts. He might end up being uh, Albert Pujols. Um, He might end up being anywhere in between or anywhere way below. He might disappear next year and never play again. He may, you know, turn into nobody. He could be Christian Yelich. Exactly. He could be Chris Davis. You know what I mean? There's any number of of things. I mean, look at the guys who who peak uh, and then just disappear. So I think that, you know, it's fun and it's, you know, we, it, it really just kind of comes down to hype, right? Is what we talk about. And that's why you see so many of those bat downs that are graded because the hype was high in 18, but that's why you don't see as many pool holes that are graded. Do you think there was a lot of trading card hype in 2001? Not necessarily, but that's where the value is. So I think it's really, you know, opens up a deeper discussion, but really just kind of, if you're really spending significant money on cards and graded cards and grading cards and doing all of these things, you should probably be knowledgeable about the history and what else is going on in the market and more specifically baseball and how it ties into the hobby because there is a direct correlation and it's not always you know specifically exact, but there is a correlation between on the field performance and value in the hobby. And you know, there's there's a lot of history that would indicate that some of these things are not sustainable and or intelligent investments. So, uh, yeah, really be smart about where you're putting your money and you're spending five, $115,000 on whatever the case may be. It's, it's probably good to, to know where you're spending that. Mm -hmm. Totally agree with you. And it's the other thing is when you look at this, it's like not even like you've got two cards from 2000, like a 2000, Two 2001s, then nothing on the list until 2005. So all like there were, I'm sure, a ton of rookies between 2002 and 2004 that had hype. We're not talking about any of them. Um, from two th- like 2012 
there's Harper. 2013, there's no one. 2015, there's no one. 2016, there's no one. Like, you know, we you're not guaranteed to get one of these iconic players every year, and we're chasing four or five guys every year. Like, to me, fucking Bobby, like, I love that this guy fucks card his SP from uh, last year. But, like, to me, when I looked at, like, the underlying numbers for Bobby Witt, no matter how good he is and how many raw skills he has, nothing about that screamed like long-term legend to me. I'm like, this guy's probably going to be a good player. Like, like, I I don't know. Like how good is he going to be? Like, I don't know, like 30 career war, like Xander Bogart's level. Like I I love Xander, but like, that's not who you want to collect. So. And sometimes it's even quicker than that. So just a quick side note, you know, I found a couple of 2020 Bowman blasters on Reddit and bought them. They came, I ripped them up and I'm going through and just in prospects, I'm like, well, this guy flamed out. This guy's not in the league. We're talking about three years ago, man. And I mm-hmm. would say 60 to 75% of these cards are basically of guys that nobody cares about for any reason. Their mothers wouldn't buy these cards. So, I mean, it, it, the, the door closes quick. The window closes quick. Yeah. That's why I think I'm, you know, I'm not ripping, ripping boxes anymore. I'm trying to, I mean, you heard who I bought. Like I bought a Jeter. I bought a Mark McGuire and I bought a Ricky Henderson. Like yeah. those guys aren't changing. Yeah. And the other guys that I bought, the Bowman guys, those are like mostly short-term investments. And Penny stocks. Yeah. And by the time basically you've got a horizon. Like I know I've got to move most of those um, within definitely before they get a flagship rookie card, put it that way. Those those Bowman's have got to be gone Um, because they're just, you know, some of them will hold value, but um, we talk about, you know, in every Bowman set, there's like maybe one, the guy, but of those, the guys, then they all get to the show and, not all of them become the guy at that level, you know? So it's a hard, it's hard to like, you know, we talk about junior Caminero, like we love him. Right. But like, is junior Caminero ever going to be on this list? Um, we don't know, but the numbers point to almost like, it's like near certain that it's a no and it's near certain that it's a no for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Yeah. I don't know. You get one of them every couple of years. Sometimes you get a few, like you get an Acuna, you get a Soto and you get a Shohei all in the same year in 2018. And that's just, you know, luck. We haven't, nobody since then is, I don't want to say worth it, but like nobody has from 2019 onward has proved anything to me. Like Vlad's good. Tatis is good. Jordan's good. Adley's good. Julio's good. They could all be nothing and, a couple of years from agree. Active, so hundred percent agree. We will see. I don't know. I think so. Really, again, preparing for this episode has told me, you know, you love rookie cards. Yes, like I love rookie cards. I'm talking about, but should I be chasing every single rookie? Should I be chasing every Corbin Carroll, every Adley? Um, probably not. Adley, I need to like objectively look at it adley's a little old and he's a catcher 
And Corbin Carroll had a shoulder surgery two years ago that I just figured out now that I've seen him leave a couple games just hurting his shoulder swinging a bat. That's a little scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the type of injury like you don't want to have shoulder problems. So I don't know, man. It lingers. It lingers. Yeah. Um, we should uh, – I'm going to have to close my door because the kid just got home and it's going to interrupt this episode if I don't. But looking at the Discord, probably can't answer all of these questions, but Shelly the Turtle had a good one. What's one rookie card besides flagship that you think you would hold long term? So I think he's talking about sets. Yeah, and that's kind of you know what I was talking about a little bit with Julio. Gosh, man, I mean there are so many options, and I think that if I had to pick one, I would go back to another set that's been around for a long time, that's been continuous. Um, so I would probably say a Bowman rookie. Uh, if I'm being honest with you, I'm not sure that, you know, maybe in another one I'd consider would be like a stadium club rookie. Um, but there's really not any other sets I can think of that have been long term, you know, cards where I could go back and talk about something that I know was going to be around because all these sets just got axed last year. So mm-hmm. it's not like I would ever consider, a, a you know, an opening day rookie to be somebody's true rookie card. But, um, you know, for fear of anything of that nature happening or something changing or evolving, I'd probably go with Bowman. Bowman's been around forever. You know, there's going to be rookie cards in it. And uh, I think it's probably, you know, the most consistent with all the change going on in the hobby. I'd like to hang on to as much of the traditions as i can so i'd I'd probably throw bowman in there yeah i agree with you i I thought about this one a lot this morning um i don't know i think bowman was the only thing i could come up with but i don't think it stands up to top's flagship i do like the heritage real one autos Mm -hmm. um but even that it's if you can get one like like i've got a manny manny machado um rookie in a high grade like if you can get something like that like maybe that, but I, th- I think you're better off with flagship. And I think you just covered all the reasons why, which was another question um, from Grundizzle. Um, why does boring old flagship hold better value than good looking cards like inserts or even big leg? Why do, <laughs> and he also asked why do the spinoffs of Bowman suck, but maybe I'll save that one for tool time. I'm, I'm not going to hit the prospecting questions. I'll let you guys hit those. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think he answered it. There's just so many of them. Yeah, I think for the most part, I want to look at a card and pretty quickly be able to identify what the hell it is, right? And when you start talking about an insert set, what was that insert set in 2017? Was it in 2018? Like, what the hell is that set? Because the insert sets change every year, right? So there's zero consistency there. Um, I want something that's easy, identifiable, classic, um, just, you know, real tangible. So, you know, uh, you know, give me the year, give me the set and then give me the player. And then that's his rookie card. So it's, you know, it's going to be tops and then whoever the guy is. And then that rookie, I think that that's nice and clean and pure. And that's, that's what we want. Everything else is just so weird. Gypsy queen is different every year. Um, all these sets are different every year. Stadium club. Um, it's, it's, you know, if I look at a 2020 tops flagship card, I know that that's what that is. Even if it's the SP, I know what it is. So, Yeah, agreed. And I, I think to even extend on that question, I think you've covered something important, something recognizable. You talked about not knowing that the Shohei was an SP. So obviously Shohei super collectors are going to know, but like is everybody? Because like an example, I was at a card show looking at a Freddie Freeman card 
and I was drawn to this um, one of the diamond anniversary cards. Oh, they're gorgeous! So yeah, I'm I'm looking at that. Guys, trying to sell me on this other Freddie Freeman rookie card, which is a different image, and uh, it was an X Fractor. And I didn't even know what that card was. He's like, "Oh, this is a better deal, man. Like this, this pop counts lower, and the price is lower." But it's not to me. It was like that's not a Freddie Freeman card. I can't, I can't recognize it. It is, but it isn't. And it's that was like for me. I was like, "Am I doing this right by always going with these SPs because they're more rare, or do I need to get the primary image in a recognizable parallel?" And I still don't know the answer. But I think we all like need to ask ourselves that especially if you're spending significant amounts of money on these rookie cards so i like to have a little bit of both right i like to have that you know oh yeah oh wow you have that and then i also like to have the what the hell is that and where did you get that i've never even seen that before so you know but i think that it's you know for your big and i hate to use that word but your big i'll just say purchases right for your big purchases in the hobby Um, particularly with something that maybe you hope to resell on down the line, like you talked about down the line, you don't want to create friction, right? So you want that easily recognizable commodity, something that everybody knows, like your bat down SP, um, you know, you have an easier time selling that than your, your, uh, Otani batting. Cause you'd have to go like, Hey man, I'll pull up the cardboard connection article here and show you that this (laughs) is an image variation. Cause 60% of guys aren't going to know that that's the image variation. hundred percent. 100%. All right. Maybe time for one or two more. Um, All right. If you guys had a rookie card, what, all right, from Philly, what year design is your go-to for a rookie card? Like if you had to have a TJ, the Yachty guy, rookie card, what, what year are you picking? 2004 tops, Yachty or Molina all day. I love that. I love that. You you knew right away. For me, I was like looking at I was looking at my wall and I'm like, which one, which one, which one? Um, I think I settled on, and this is purely because of the trout, how iconic that card is to me. I think I want the 2011 tops with the 2014 tops being the close runner up. So like the Mookie here. So. I would go 2018 tops as my runner up, but I'd want it to be Chrome and one of those like nasty parallels though. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, cause those are the yeah. best parallels. I don't want 2018 because I don't want the colored corners that are going to be tough to grade. You're going to flip your own rookie cards, you bastard. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Why not? Uh, after I put the aftermarket autos on them and grade them. Um, Me too. Me too. Authenticate it. Uh, this is most modern. I, I think we'll make this the last question and I'll just direct it to you. What's your favorite rookie card of a hall of famer and why? <laughs> oh man. So, you know, I saw that question and I started, geez, man, that's tough. And he said, I think he also gave the distinction, no future hall of famers. Oh, right? I didn't see that. Cause I was just waiting for you to, I was trying to give you. Oh, I mean, yeah. 2004. I mean, and if, if my man doesn't get in, I don't know who is getting in. I'll burn the whole place down. But, um, <laughs> You know, I I looked at, you know, a lot of Hall of Famers and, you know, a lot of guys. And I mean, it's got to be the Jackie Robinson, man. It's got to be. That's just there's no question about it. Um, Maybe one day, but probably not. Yeah, that's my number one, like semi attainable grail card some some way, somehow. Not sure. Like maybe maybe Junior Camonero pops off, I sell everything, and it all goes into Jackie or something. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a story? 
Oh my God. That would be, I, that would be amazing. I would start giving the tool time some royalties for that. Yeah, let's get it. Let's get it. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's it for me um, as well. The Jackie followed by the, the Clementing followed by the SSP of the uh, Soto. I do view that one as iconic, the Gatorade bath. And Agreed. Um, I think it's just truly the, my opinion, most recognizable, best SSP of our day. So potentially ever, I don't know. Maybe I'm biased because he's a Padre and I love Soto, but I felt that way when he was a national. So mm-hmm. it's just a sick image, but all right. We're at like an hour and 40, so should we call it? <laughs> yeah, we'll tap them out. I'm sure they've heard enough of us. Yeah, for today. I feel like we, I feel like I ran a little long on the list. We could have gone through the list a little quicker and done more of the analysis, but you know, I, it was fun. It was fun thinking about, it. I think it, maybe it's going to mean a different thing to everybody, but think about the list. Think about what it means. Like that's the consensus. And there were certainly some outliers, but like we don't see, Tatis on the list. We don't see Vlad. We don't see uh, Jordan. We don't see Adley. We don't see Wander. We don't see Julio. Like they're unproven. So if you're putting money into the hobby, a lot of times those guys are actually priced higher than these guys we just talked about. Hundred percent. So think about what that means. Um, you're always going to have a chance to buy a J Rod. So do you want that holes before it? before everybody realizes the pop of the PSA tens and starts going for them nines. So I don't know. I'm off to eBay. I didn't hear what you said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, Let me make you a Cardinals team bag. I promise there will be a poo hole slab in it. Just send me like 300 bucks. (laughs) I'm on it. I'm on it. (laughs) All right, man. What's going on with tool time next, next week? You you have any topics? So uh, I'm sure Mr. Phil's got uh, a whole slew of things he's going to talk about. I mean, by the time we do that, I think the draft will have happened. So can I I ask for a special analysis of, of my, my no name got not no names, but the Amador and uh, Cairo. Yeah. Yeah. Typically we'd ask everybody to go through the mailbag, but for the pod father, I think we can make a special exception. So I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely get that on the agenda. We'll make sure to touch on some of your guys and help you with uh, your PC a little bit. Bobby Bowman. All right. Sounds good, man. Thanks TJ. Have a good one. Hey, thanks Bobby. Appreciate y'all. Shout out to the discord. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.